Hello and welcome, folks, to a holiday edition of RSF Radio. Uh, I'm your host, Joe Monday, and I had planned, initially, on burning through this one quickly. I was like, you know what? It's, <laughs> it's like, you know, what? you know what? I thought it was going to be a slow news week, and I was just going to say, you know what? Guys, just enjoy... Uh, enjoy the holidays. Have a happy new year. I will see you guys in 2019. It'll be fun. Uh, but then we got hit with some news. Um, so anyway, before we get into that, I just want to say, hope you guys had a good Christmas. I think this Christmas has been thoroughly successful. And by that, uh, I mean, I for one look forward to watching all kinds of videos of children just eating shit on hoverboards. Man, I saw one earlier this morning and it... Oh man, that kid ate it so hard. And just if you got those vids, folks, send them my way. I, I accept any and all. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a delicious couple months when parents realize that those things are super dangerous. Uh, but so again, please send those my way. Uh, a little bit of house cleaning before 2019. Uh, I just want to kind of put it out there that 2019 is going to be full of more interviews. Going to be doing more. I guess there's a, all right. So these really aren't interviews. They're more like conversations and microphones happen to be recording it. I don't really consider when I have guests on for it to be interviews. It's like conversation between contemporaries and that's what I have slated for 2019. I'm almost, I almost want to say I want to book up every week with at least one person. Uh, if not, sometimes two, but we'll see how that goes. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, if there's anyone that you want the listener to be on this show, uh, respond to me anywhere, you know where to find me and I'll say all the social stuff at the end of, end of the podcast, but please let me know, respond, uh, hit me up with the people that you think would be a good fit for the show. Uh, if, if you the listener happened to want to be on the show, let me know. Let me know what you got going on too. I want to talk to some movers and some shakers because I know that you're out there. I let, like just today, the Hawaiian FGC hit me up and I was like, you guys are doing some, some good shit out there. I, I see that. I know. So if I can get on the horn with someone from, from that community, I'd be glad to because that's not something that gets a lot of coverage. And I think that they probably ought to because I've heard a lot about them. Um, but anyway, and I'll, next time I'm out there, I'll go see him. That'll be a good time. My wife's shaking her head. Uh, anyway, folks, other than that, um, other social stuff, uh, yeah, I guess, yeah, that's all. That's all. We'll cover that stuff at the end of the show. But I have to get in the news because I want to get out of the news and I want to be done with this episode as quickly as possible because I didn't schedule it in my life. Uh, but the FGC said, I don't give a fuck about that. Here's a bunch of news. So the thing that was on most people's mind over the holidays was, is Dragon Ball Fighters being shut down? I don't know. Like, whose problem is this? Is it is it Toei? Like, we don't really know. Uh, and then just today, Harada came in and said, don't worry, it is I, based Harada, your God, and I will save the day. And the thing about, so, hmm, to clear things up, it wasn't Toei. They didn't know shit, jack shit about who's shutting things down. Uh, but we've seen DBFZ be stricken from a number of tournaments. I think the, the main one that like started off 
people being a little suspect on DB, DBFZ being pulled from events was body count fighting. Uh, and then I think the revelation from the community of being like, oh, that's not really a grassroots. They actually have money with Machinima. So mm, why didn't they? All right. There's some money there. There's probably a conversation being had. We've talked about that on other episodes. So if you want to hear more about that, I'm sure that's there. That was covered. Uh, like, especially at the time we had talked about that, but there have been continued like more events where it's been pulled and we were like, well, what the fuck's going on? People were like, come on, it's not in Evo Japan. You would think that's where the prime real estate would be. What the fuck? Uh, and I don't know if we really know as of right now, however, uh, Harada was like, don't worry guys. I'm saving the day, but I don't, like, I I guess I believe him. I have no reason not to, but at the same time, his response is really just, like, general platitudes that are, that literally are him just saying, like, I'm going to work with him, so we're going to be good for the community, and it's like, I, listen, man, I agree with you, it's just, like, it is just amazing to me how this comment has satiated a lot of people of being like, whew, like, like, thank God. Like it is great that someone is working with, with Bandai Namco. It is great that someone is, is doing that work with events and talking to people. Like that's awesome that there's like some, some, like some amount of transparency, but like, there actually is no transparency because it's just like, I'm in this position now. It's his response to something like, um, wanted to notify everyone that I've become the leader and supervisor of Bandai Namco fighting game esports strategy team today. Uh, and he's going to continue to produce a game as well. I first like to express my sincere gratitude to anyone who held and or participated in various tournaments this year. Um, so he's just committed to expand the horizons of both tournament and community scenes of these three franchises. We are already planning to have as many official tournaments as possible next year while continue supporting tournaments held by the community. So it's, I don't know. It's kind of just like the obvious thing to say, but it's like, I don't know. What's that mean? What's that mean? No one really knows, but at the same time, I feel like a lot of these deals, which, had this is how it had been was we're all kind of under agreement that people aren't talking publicly about that so i mean me i don't know i'm not in the illuminati I, i'm not not part of that inner circle i don't know and if i was i probably have already signed an nda not to tell you guys about it so i mean what the fuck anyway that's not Street Fighter news, that's Dragon Ball news, but these are all things that affect the community. When you have a bunch of thriving games, like we do right now, uh, I mean, you have Street Fighter leading it in a lot of a lot of numbers, but then you have other games that are, I know it's good to have all that stuff around, you know, Rising Tide raises all ships, and when you flush a toilet and all the games go down, it well, like, so does all the community, so does all the like all the money that would support grassroots Everts that isn't there anymore because well the game I play isn't here so I can't go to the it, it it's a lot more it's a it's a tight web you know so I feel like I had to get it out of the way because it's big news um some other big news that I guess we really haven't even talked about yet shit 
Uh, I kind of joked about it on last week's show, or if not the week, I don't know. But Capcom came out and said, after the Kage announcement, and everyone was like, okay, Kage's out. And immediately I was like, well, after Capcom Cup, there was no like trailer. I kind of knew there wasn't going to be a trailer because... Uh, the Street Fighter, I think it was the Street Fighter Twitter account said something like, hey, we're not actually ready, uh, but wait for announcements in the new year. So I don't know what I was expecting, but it was a little bit weak with just the, the Kage announcement. I mean, people were excited about it. He's cool. He's a cool character. Looks fun. Um, he, he makes a very good Twitter clip. If you want to kill someone with full resources and some crush counters, you go right ahead. That one will get all kinds of likes and retweets. I promise you that. He's a retweet machine. Um, and he looks good doing it. But he's all we have. And as soon as he came out, I was like, hey, anyone who bought him, you're not going to be able to. You've like bought yourself out of getting a season pass if that's typically how you buy things. Because I saw everyone making the clips. And I'm like, well, they haven't announced the season pass yet. And then... A couple of days ago, actually seven days ago, they announced, we currently have no plans to offer a season pass, which that's, that's the alarm right there. That one rings the bells in that. If you remember last season, they had that big announcement trailer, which showed off all the characters that were coming. It was all CGI. It wasn't in game stuff, but you saw all the, the new characters didn't necessarily like they gave names at the end of it, but it was just here are concepts that we're going with this season. Uh, these characters aren't done yet. They're going to be released throughout the year. Like, here's the plan. And everyone said, great. This is great. I'll buy the season pass for these characters. Cause I see them and I know kind of what they're about a little bit, eh, a little bit, not really any gameplay, but who's, who's talking about that. And now, we only see one character, no season pass, and I don't really, I don't really know what that means. It, I mean, we do know that 2020 is the last year that they plan on supporting Street Fighter V, so that's when like we're thinking about endgame content. So 2019 finishes, you end up at the end of the the CPT season with these last round of characters. Uh, I don't imagine they would have a big trailer at the end of 2019 Capcom Cup, or maybe they do uh, as like a like an Ultra Street Fighter Five edition of like this is the final package. Like here it is, finally all packaged up. Like that makes sense to me to have that at the end of 2019 puts us in the same position that we're in right now. But in a year from now, we just have like a final product of here it is. This is Street Fighter V, and then maybe a year or two down the line, get, I mean, maybe get Street Fighter VI. I don't know. I don't know what their finances look like. We know that Sony helped them fund Street Fighter V as a game, so will they need other outside investment to to get this thing? Uh, like, I, I don't know. 2020 is going to be a weird year. It's got it, sitting in this seat a year from now talking about where Street Fighter Five is and Capcom is as a company that supports supports fighting games is. I mean, I really don't know. I don't know where we're going to be. 
it's crazy too because they they've just like revamped all of the the people who are in supporting roles. It's Carolyn, Michael Martin, Andy, all those people are were hired earlier this year. I mean, their contracts couldn't. I mean, it's not like they were signed on for a year to to boost the thing. I mean, they work for Capcom now. They're this is their job to make this. Uh, section of fighting games, or at least in the U.S. side, be be good. So I, I don't know, man. I don't know. A lot of speculation out there, but could be winding down. Could have cool stuff planned. That's the other thing is that I'm looking for. Like, what did they miss? What goals did they miss before the end of the year? Before their vacation? Before like Christmas break? Where they like, okay, we don't have the announcement trailer that we actually needed for Capcom Cup, but Come, come February. I think it'll be February, maybe January. Like, can't be early January. Look for the second week in January for more Street Fighter Five info. Is like my my gut check, but we'll see. Anyway, off that topic because at this point it's all speculation. Uh, some actual big news that is like FGC wide back to the FGC wide stuff that I think is bananas that I didn't see anyone else talking about except for Gutex. He was the only one who happened to know about this that, uh, mostly because he, I mean, dude lives in Las Vegas. He is in and around esports arena. So he knows, and you know, this includes the um, world poker tournament. So like that's, that's also kind of Vegas based, but he knew about this and he was watching it. Like this stuff happened live, the big announcement. Um, what am I talking about? So the parent company of esports arena is being merged with the world poker tour. Uh, and to quote them, essentially the goal of the acquisition is to apply the world poker tours business model and make it work for esports. Which, I mean, esports wide is, I mean, that's pretty wide net, but I think for fighting games, that could be huge. I have been saying this for years, for years, that fighting games needs to have a an introduction series, like a, a big post-production, like do the tournament, have big post-production afterwards, kind of like how the World Series of Poker had in like circa 2005, I think that was around the, around the time where they would show the tournament, they'd give off statistics, and they'd say like, here's how much percentage chance this hand has to win, uh, here's, here's why you would you would bet in this situation. Here's why you would, you would check. They, they would talk about all the, the stuff you know, during the, during the hands. And I feel like fighting games could really benefit from like, let's say around ends and they, I mean, it, it wouldn't be on Twitch. It would be post-production. So they just cut after that round and say, well, let's go over here and like have James Chen or some, some guy explain something in very basic terms of, well, that's why this meaty situation wasn't actually a 50, 50. Like here's all of the situations that could happen. It's not just one choice. Or the other, there were a bunch of options, uh, but some happen to be stronger than others. Here's the risk involved. Something like that could really get people who, who don't see that stuff, who just see it as here's a life bar draining. There's a life bar draining here we are after 99 seconds, but 
what if you had someone something like that where someone comes in or maybe even just explains matchups like why does this character beat this character or even go off like historical data we have all that that stuff from glenn the uh <laughs> i'm always got games 2k uh on twitter uh like he has all that data of like the historical data of people's matchups and how they like by the way he like totally predicted gotcha kun win so like that shit means something, right? Right? That's the stuff that you could present in a way in post-production. You really can't do that stuff live. Like we, the FGC, have consumed stuff. But I think if you package that for like this, I don't think should be packaged for FGC necessarily. Or maybe if it does like play to some of the strengths of members of the FGC to show off like a little bit of our flair, but at the same time make it, you know, Deliver it to an audience that hasn't had this yet, that doesn't know what this tastes like. It's like there's because there's big markets out there that we haven't reached yet because this is still such a niche community, even like esports wide, super niche. Uh, so I do want to get into like a rough breakdown of what this merger means. Uh, and I think Gutex did the best job. He just summarized it real quick. So I'm just going to read down these bullet points because I think this is like big news like big money news um which like again could be good or bad and it's not like like top down works in this <laughs> in this space this doesn't necessarily help grassroots like only somewhat tangentially but not directly Anyway, let's get into it. Uh, what he says about this is the parent company of Esports Arena is being merged with World Poker Tour and is rebranded as Allied Esports Entertainment A E S E or a, yeah, that's probably the best way to do it. Anyway, uh, two, the new company will be publicly traded in early 2019, marking one of the first esports IPOs to invest in. So this could be like a publicly traded company that uh, like big money investors could put more money into. Um, they have over $100 million in cash. Four, Flagship esports arenas are to be built in Europe and Asia and cost around $20 million each. Uh, five, their model is based on three verticals, which are in-person events, producing content and selling sponsorships on the content for 80 events per year at different locations. That's aggressive. 80 events. Uh, five, continued and launching center a subscription service that will leverage the World Poker Tour's expertise to run online tournaments with cash prizes and unique experiences like playing with your favorite streamers. Number six, they got 120K in sponsorship money from Purple and Red Bull for the Ninja. Just what that says. Seven, uh, there were a lot of comparisons about the growth of esports mirroring and even bigger growth potential than poker had back in the day so again that's a, like 2005 resurgence of the world series of poker and eight there was a photo of yipes and frodan were used in sides three or so so they like they fucking know um man that's i don't know man all of that sounds like it could be pretty big in terms of the direction of what that is headed in granted i will say again this is esports wide but you know that there's some fighting games in there. 
because I mean they've got Yipes Esports Arena has hosted a whole bunch of FGC events. I mean, come on. But I don't know. This is like something where I'm like excited about it, but at the same time, like, hmm, like what are because we've seen here's the thing is that the community time and time again have said, no, we're like, fuck your sponsorships. We are grassroots. Uh, we don't want to have, we're just, we're, we made our own fine. But I think what we've seen in like, especially, especially in 2018 is that people say that and then don't actually support their local communities or do them or they don't see like a return on that or, and they like back away obviously because they're like, well, it's not like worth my time. And it's like fucking like, no, it isn't because you didn't make it worth anyone's time. So like, are those people going to come out for this? Is this, they're going to be, so what, what I actually want is that there needs to be some type of, I guess, what I want in the future, and this kind of ties into the next thing, is protections for people who are already, like, in place and help, like, making sure that smaller events don't get, like, shut down, like we talked about earlier. Uh, but I want to tie this into the next bit, which was a conversation started by Ultra David earlier, like, earlier today. So this is, this is the new news. Granted, this is something that's been, I mean, roiling for, around for a while. Everyone has kind of known about this. I mean, not everyone has known about it. It hasn't, or hasn't been like talked openly about it because it does involve money. Uh, but when people say like we're poverty, FTC is poverty, it's like, yes. And also like, here's, here's actually why. Uh, but he said, uh, starting out by saying part of why I wouldn't make commentary my sole career is that I'm almost, I'm owed almost 10 thousand dollars for gigs i did in 2018 including as far back as june not getting paid for events in the amount of 10k as far back as june if that was my only source of income well let's just say obviously that cannot be my only source of income the problem isn't with the tos or streamers or anyone like that it's the higher ups in the chain in fact tos and streamers just end up getting screwed uh, this has to change in 2019, whether by niceties or otherwise. And I think that money being poured into the top level, especially with this merger, if it forgets about situations like this and these people continue to get not paid, like not be paid, and it only that money stays at, at that upper level, like, yeah, fuck that. Fuck all that. Um, I mean, because this is obviously not okay. Like, they're. <sighs> And it's it's something that, I mean, has been around for a while and has affected tons of people too. Like in this thread, it's not just Ultra Dave who's spoken up. Uh, Say Jam speaks up. Mark Mann. Uh, these people are saying in the realm of thousands of dollars being withheld. Like, could you, like, are you living your life in a way that where thousands of dollars being withheld can, like, and you'll still be okay financially? I mean, you have to in in this industry right now even though these people are really the people who have like held things together and really been forward facing people in the community this is who you see when you watch and consume fighting games and and these people aren't 
getting paid. Uh, that's a problem. Uh, and that's a huge problem as we move into 2019, especially when we have such big money coming in at the top. So it, it's the it's it's we're in a situation right now. I haven't necessarily even processed all of this to to really. I mean, I'm not a businessman, to, to put it lightly. I'm not a, a I'm not a good financial person. I don't understand my taxes. I don't do that. But I think people like Ultra David, who is a who is a lawyer in real life, uh, is in a good position to say, well like here's how we can negotiate contracts better or here's how people in a lower level people who are actually running the events the tos the bracket runners can actually get what they are owed i mean there was that post by mellow i mean last like two weeks ago not being paid or was it fucking last week? no two weeks ago i have forgotten time two weeks ago um of him saying i haven't been paid for canada cup for Canada, that was just recently getting paid for all of that and just getting reimbursed for all that. Uh, and the situations of how bad that was an experience from like a lack of communication. Uh, like these are problems that I think as a community we need to figure out, which is why I'm very interested in talking about all of these things with presumably next week's guest. Uh, not going to spoil that right now, but I'm going to leave that out there as a as a hanger on as like a little, little nugget for you guys to chew on for something to think about, uh, that is coming up here, uh, next week. So, cause I'm excited. I want to, I want to get all this stuff processed, talked about and out on the table, uh, with on at least legally what we can talk about, but we'll get there folks. Uh, so look forward to next week or the week after's episode, depending. Uh, you'll know it. You'll know it when you see it. But anyway, folks, that's a show. Again, uh, thank you for listening this year. It has been a great year. I put together a list of all of the episodes of uh, people who have had of guest episodes. Uh, something like twenty. I think it was twenty-seven people uh, with. 29 episodes because there were some repeats in there uh, that were guest episodes which is more than half the year of, of guests which I'm looking to increase that this year uh, and get more people on more perspectives I want to hear it all um, but that is 2019 and again hit me up at Super Joe Monday or at Red SF on Twitter or reply to this on our Street Fighter with you know who you want to see uh, and as always, be sure to leave reviews on the iTunes. I think that's the only place it matters. But if you want to review it somewhere else, you go right ahead. I don't care how, like if you have a good or a bad opinion about it. Just I think I think it only matters how many there are. But anyway, that's the show, folks. Thank you for listening. Uh, until next time, take care. Peace. <laughs>